guys. What's up? Uh, today, we are hosting for the Lou Crew in You podcast, which is hosted by Crew here at the University of Louisville. And Crew is a caring and compassionate oh. <laughs> community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And today, on episode five, we will actually be discussing Jesus a little bit more, specifically, when will he be coming back? So this question is asked by just a lot of people, not even just people on Louisville's campus, but in the world. Uh, so tell us, Jimmy, when is Jesus, our Lord and Savior, coming back? <laughs> I mean, to give a short and sweet answer, nobody really knows. Uh, in fact, the Bible even says in Matthew, uh, Jesus says that no one knows the appointed time. He will turn um, for I don't even know. Like Jesus says he doesn't even know when he's coming back. And so, short and sweet, no one really knows. But in light of this question, I think it's getting at uh, a lot of issues that go with it. Like, what are the end times? And how should you act? Knowing that Jesus could come back anytime. Um, and along those lines. And so those are some of the points we're going to be hitting in relation to this question of, when is Jesus coming back? Hopefully soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Jimmy mentioned Matthew 24, uh, said that Jesus, like no one knows when he's coming back, not even Jesus. Um, we should probably actually read that verse, uh, just so you guys really know the Bible does say that. Jesus did say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matthew 24, verse 36, he says, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So, I guess now, like, a good question is, why doesn't Jesus know when he's coming back if you just said a few episodes ago that he is God? <laughs> like, that's and, a good question. He knows everything, yeah. so that's not what it is. Yeah, like, really good question. Um... So we have to remember that God is three persons. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all God, but they are still separate persons, and they have separate roles. So God the Father knows when Jesus is coming back, but Jesus, the Son of God, who is still God, does not know when he's coming back, and he does not need to know. So it's like Jimmy said earlier, like there is no jealousy for knowledge like Jesus is totally fine not knowing, right? No, no yeah, I mean, just going off of that, it's like the separate roles is like their roles in our salvation and like throughout human history. So like, obviously, the Holy Spirit is not the one that came and died on the cross for our sins. Like, we believe that that was the Son, the second person of the Trinity. That was his role in relationship to us and our salvation. And so... He does not need to know when, he come, when he's coming back to fulfill his role. And since he has a perfect relationship with God the Father, um, there is a complete trust and there's no anxiety. There's no, like Alexa said, jealousy or fear. Um, and so that's kind of explaining that apparent problem of what do you mean Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back? Um, he doesn't need to, but the Father does know. So with us just mentioning how we don't know when Jesus is coming back, in fact, he doesn't even know, the Bible is pretty clear on certain signs that will be apparent or that we'll see 
when the end times are near, and it's actually in Matthew 24 as well, which is where a majority of this is coming from as far as what Jesus says about the end times. And so I just wanted to read uh, Matthew 24, verses 4 to 11, to really um, paint the picture from the Bible itself. So it said, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. You will be handed over to to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. So that's Matthew 24, verses 4 through 11. And that paints a really clear picture of some of the signs and end times events that's going to happen. And so just to delve a little deeper into some of those, you know, it talks about how you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and many will fall away from the faith. And so that's talking about how there's going to be almost like a, a weaning process within the Christian church of a lot of them not actually being Christians and falling away because they're getting separated um, before the end times actually come. And uh, so that's just one example of, of what I talked about there in that verse. But there's also natural signs such as earthquakes, famines, um, political signs such as wars and nations fighting. And so there's definitely several different events that we can expect um, with the end times. So Marvel have happened too. Did you say that? No, yeah, and I haven't said that in fact. Um, a lot of these have been fulfilled in certain ways or another and so um, I know the Bible and people always say Jesus is coming soon, which is how we should act. Uh, he's that he's always going to come back soon, but um, given our present age and Given the state of the world, um, a lot of prophecies in the Bible about the end times are being met, conditions are being met as far as what it says needs to happen before he comes back. But, like, (laughs) sorry, but also what he says soon, should we discuss that just because Jesus says soon, he doesn't mean that as soon as... These things start happening. Yeah, I'm going to pop back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's more nuance to it if you actually want to go into what it says about yeah. soon and, t- and Jesus' relationship to what soon is. What soon is? Soon is. Sorry. Oh, soon. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We've already covered soon. Yeah. I think it's actually in Peter, who was an apostle and disciple of Christ while he was doing his ministry for those three years. Um, that he was doing his ministry. I feel like I should, I should clarify. Like, he wasn't just here for three years. He was here for like 33. Yeah, but yes. he didn't start his ministry until he was 30 years old. Um, but yeah, I think it's in either first or second Peter. I'm not for sure. But um, yeah, you can look it up. <laughs> but he says, no, this is not the exact wording, but time for the Lord is different than our time. Um, I think he says it's like a thousand years to the Lord is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. So, obviously, like, you can read that, and you're like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, we're not really going to. It's just that time for us is literally just different. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that would be expected coming from a being that is outside of time. Yeah, <laughs> a much different relationship to time than we have, for sure. Okay, so we also mentioned how a lot of the signs are coming true, and one of the things that we mentioned is false teachers, false prophets. Um, the Bible says that we're supposed to call them out, and this is something that I'm really passionate about. You guys probably, you, you've probably heard of some of them, whether you're Christian or not. Uh, my favorite <laughs> is Joel Osteen. <laughs> if you could have a favorite false prophet. Yeah, if I could have a favorite false prophet. It's just because, like, he irks me so much. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be more polite about it, but we are supposed to call them out, like, actually by name. And uh, Benny Hinn is also one. He is an Israeli televangelist. So he's on uh, TV. So is Joel Osteen. So is, so I think so are many false prophets, actually. Not saying that if they're on TV that they are one, but many of the big ones like are because they're super popular. But uh, Benny Hinn does uh, like miracle crusades. So <laughs> he magically heals people with the touch. And it's always people that... There's nothing physically wrong with them. Like, you look at them and they're totally fine. And the people that actually, you know, like, are in wheelchairs or they're literally dying, like, those aren't the people that are allowed, like, literally allowed to come onto stage and be healed by Mm -hmm. him. Uh, Who is, uh, I think his name is Todd White. I think he's with Bethel Church. He also does... Um, quote, miracles where he goes around and magically everybody has one leg that's longer than the other and he can fix it. Um, I, I think I mentioned Bethel Church. Yeah, Bethel Church is, what, can I just say terrible? <laughs> They're so bad. Todd White, Bethel Church, Hillsong, is Hillsong okay? Um, I think Hillsong teaches more of like eisegesis where they put you into like the bible stories where it's like you're david it's like no you're not david david was david um that's not as bad as bethel church but still the teachings of it are not completely correct so i feel like they kind of need to be called out a little bit too yeah exactly and with all this uh, what this is talking about it's like just like the old song but it's just a sign of the times well one of the things jesus said in the scripture that we read today was the prevalence of false prophets that he said would lead astray many, not just a few. He said many will be deceived by them. And as we see here, in, especially in the United States, many thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people are led astray by um, these false prophets and their teachings that are within our culture. Um, and it is literally like thousands of people because I think the congregation of Bethel Church is like 9,000. And that's, that's just the church. Ridiculous. That's 9,000 people that are hearing a gospel that is not, that like cannot save them. Because exactly. if they are believing the gospel that they are telling them, they are believing in a different Jesus and in a different gospel, and that cannot save them. Exactly. I think the different Jesus is the most important part because when Jesus comes back, it's going to be the biblical real Jesus that is described in the Bible. And when he comes back, the Bible's clear about what's going to happen um, when he comes back. And that is judgment. That is reckoning. I mean, that is a, a lot of these real 
heavy-duty thing that come with the topic of the end times. And so I think in light of this reality that there are false prophets, that there are these signs that are being fulfilled, I think that leads us to the next question that was kind of derived from this main question of when she's coming back, and that is, okay, how should we live since we don't know when he's coming back? And I really think that's maybe the most important issue with this question, because it gets at the heart of here and now, not necessarily in the future, but okay, what about right now? How does this question affect me and my life? And like Alexis said, that's 9,000 people here in a false gospel. Well, in one, just one church. In just one church, exactly. Because <laughs> like, literally, I think they said like 50% of the people that even just listen to them are from outside of the United States. So this mm-hmm. isn't even just in the United States. It's all around the world that this false gospel is being spread. And like that's that's very sad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it should drive Christians particularly to have an urgency and a desire to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the biblical Jesus Christ, with everybody and, like, actually fulfill the Great Commission and tell your friends and family because we don't know when he's coming back. It could be today, tomorrow. It could be, you could be, like the Bible even says, even if you're dead by then, Jesus is coming back and he's going to judge the dead and the living. And so it should definitely spur in us a desire to want everybody in our life and everybody in this world to not be thrown into the lake of fire, the pit of fire, as it says in Revelation, but to to be with Jesus on the new earth and the new bodies forever and be with him forever. And so I really think this question is more than, well, when's he coming back? It's It, it reaches a whole scale of, you know, how should I live now? And like, I don't know. And like, all these signs are happening. What does that mean? And what's going to happen when Jesus comes back? Like I say, he's going to, he's going to come back as a judge and judge the world. Um, so yeah, definitely an important question to deal with, not just as future-oriented, but present-oriented and how you should live your life now. Yeah, so Jimmy was talking about, you know, in the other verses, talks about all these signs that's going to happen. Uh, and then when Jesus does come back, like, there are, once again, more signs, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, Matthew 24, which is where you can find all of these things, it's literally just Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is talking, um, and starting with verse 29, he says, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. So obviously there's a lot more that's going to happen, than just, like, false prophets and mm-hmm. natural disasters. Like, the sun's going to go black. Yeah. <laughs> the moon's going to go black. The old um, star's going to fall, whatever that means. The star's falling from the sky. Yeah, it's like, 
it's really interesting, but at the same time, like, if you imagine these things, living through that, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's really scary. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, especially in Revelations, if you want to get more of, like, the end times uh, idea, it's not going to be fun. You know, it's it's yeah. not going to be like we're getting closer and closer to perfection, which is actually what the world is striving for. We're trying to get to utopia, and then the Bible's saying, no, we're going to get more and more wickedness and mm-hmm. more and more evil. Um, so, yeah, definitely a powerful verse. Yeah. Wait, so I have a question. No, I was going to say, like, do you think that we are more wicked or less wicked than when God flooded the earth. But I was thinking that wouldn't really make sense because when he flooded it, remember, like, he only found Noah Mm -hmm. to be the only one that was righteous. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you actually read Matthew, like like I said, camp out in Matthew 24 for an answer to a lot of these questions. But in Matthew 24, it actually compares the end times to Noah's time. Like, it, it references Noah and how people are going to be extremely wicked. And not just people, governments, the world, societies. Um, we are headed headlong towards more evil and more wickedness. And so much so that it compares it to the time of Noah, showing, like, the magnitude of how bad it's going to get before it gets better. And that is, like Alexis just read... After all those days, and the sun goes out, and all this cosmic stuff happens, then Jesus returns, Son of Man. That is Jesus, and He takes mm-hmm. His His elect with Him, which is which are the Christians, the ones that have believed in Him, on the dead and the living. And so, um, I think it's definitely a really powerful message to be aware of. Yeah. Okay, so we keep mentioning we don't know when it's going to happen. Jesus doesn't know when it's going to happen, but we have all these signs. So then how should we as Christians live if we do not know when he is returning? Um, That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. We are told in the Bible that we should not um, be of this world. Because we are not of this world. We are like, meant to be with God. Uh, we should not love the things that this world tells us that it has to offer, but it really doesn't. Um, in, we're supposed to live for God. We do not live for ourselves or for others. And we are to spread God's kingdom. So, like, what does that mean? Well, like... Number one, sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is the gospel? I'm so glad you asked. Um, so the first point of the gospel is that God created the heavens and the earth, and he also created humans, which is us. But sadly, humans wanted to play God. They doubted his word, and now there is sin, which is the cause of literally everything bad <laughs> that could ever possibly exist. And because of that, like we, we cannot have a relationship with God because God is good. Um, and, you know, like, so he had to send his son, Jesus, 
to live the perfect life that we could not live. We are incapable of just not sinning. Um, And so he died on the cross and he was buried and rose again on the third day. He defeated death, he conquered the grave. And so we are, you know, like as humans, we have to accept this and then live for God. That is the gospel. We are to, we are commanded to tell people of this. Um, that's family, friends, not even just family and friends. Even strangers, mm-hmm. like you, even on campus, we actually, we go out and we just talk to random people about God. Like, we are commanded to do that, you know? It's not, the gospel is not just for our friends and for our family, it's for everybody. Exactly. And the Bible is very, very clear on that. Um, so that's why Christians put such an emphasis on doing that. Like, this is literally like a life and death thing you know you're either spiritually alive or you are dead like you're in heaven or you're in hell that's like that that's very serious if you ask me yeah the salvation of your soul is pretty dang serious um another thing that we can do that christians talk about quite a bit is mission trips you can go it's not even just out of the country or sometimes even out of your city uh you go and you talk to like certain people, and you can also go across the world. Jimmy and I have actually been to. Can we say it? We can say it. Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been to Cyprus, which is actually in a place where many, many people what do they don't know who Jesus is. They haven't heard the gospel, or they hear. A fake gospel like they're not preaching the actual gospel and many of them are like yeah I'm a Christian because I go to church it was like and you can even ask them well do you believe in God no I'm like they're yeah, not a Christian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so that's the sharing the gospel and also you know how else can you look for Christ well when we have children we are to raise them you know in the way that the Bible tells us that we are to raise them. We raise our children with love, and, you know, we do everything the Bible tells us that we are to do. And then when we send them out, we should have no worries that they will stray from God. But, you know, those things do happen. Sinners in the world. It does happen. Yeah, yeah it does happen occasionally. We're not perfect. <laughs> no, but I think, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right, Alexis, is getting at this is motivated ultimately this evangelism and all this is like like you said we're commanded but it's also out of love of we want you to be there at the end time when jesus comes back he wants your name we want you to hear your name as well um and so that's why we share and that is how we help spread the kingdom is by talking about the gospel and what he did for us on the cross and so this because we do believe that there is going to be a time where jesus comes back and he's not going to call everybody. He's going to call those that believed in him. Um, so yeah, it's coming from not just a command, but also from from love and for other people and want them to share the beauty of Christ and be in a relationship with him forever. Mm-hmm. I think I've also heard 
I don't think this is like a biblical phrase, but I've heard somebody say like we should live in such a way that if Jesus were to like say to you right now, drop all your things and come with me, you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you should be living. And that's I mean, that's what the, the disciples did. I mean, they were <laughs> literally they were, like, literally in this physical. Yeah, form, wasn't it like James and? I think it was, it was Peter. Yeah, Peter, Peter, I don't Peter was one of them. But yeah, wait, who was this? Andrew? His Andrew, his Andrew was brother. His brother was Andrew, Andrew. and yeah, they were fishing. They were just he fishing. Was like, yeah, Jesus was like, "Come follow me." Drop their nets, follow him. Like that's that level how of we, commitment. Yeah, we should literally be doing that. Well, with that, I think we're gonna have a close to this episode five of the Luke Crew New Podcast. Um, really appreciate everyone listening in and tuning in to what we have to say. We really appreciate you submitting your questions. Please submit more questions. We are here to hopefully uh, relate to you and your questions as, you know, as Alexis will definitely agree to. Christians have these questions too, and we ask questions um, similar to these, and so we want to hear from you. Um, If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can submit those questions by going to uh, anchor.fm.theloucrewandyou. and you can, there's a place there, you can submit it, and it might actually be featured, and you can even, like, uh, put in the audio of your question, and possibly we can put that into an episode, that way it almost feels like you're there with us, we can insert that audio. And so please, ask your questions, because we are here to help relate, give a, you know, college student's answer to college student's questions. Some of these are, like, legit big questions, and that people have, and we go through it that we have related to you and given you some information and places to go um, to further this. But with that, I think we're just going to say so long and thank you for listening. Yeah. No questions, a stupid question. Just send it in. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'd love to hear it. So thanks again. That's episode five of Luke Room Podcast, and hope to be with you next time. Ciao.